This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and iPhone aficionado. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 2009, Joel Simkai launched Grinder a geosocial iPhone dating app. Geosocial is when a person's real-life location data is combined with social networking. And though that's a pretty well-known concept now, it was pretty novel back in the early days of iPhones. Grindr was immensely popular and went on to become the first big dating app for gay men and a precursor to location-based dating apps like Tinder and Bumble. But let's back up. Entrepreneur Simkai came up with the idea for Grindr when he started thinking about how nice it would be to be able to find other gay men nearby. The app has since expanded to everyone. I always wondered who's gay around me, and I've always wanted to find a way to figure that out. That's largely what's driven it, he told Extra in 2011. I've also used online dating sites throughout my whole life, and location isn't quite a priority on them. You go in, you put in a mile or a kilometer, and that's quite far. I always look, who are the guys in my building, in my block, right around me? We've got lots of apps for that now, but in 2009, the iPhone was still pretty new. Simkai's concept, an app that helps you locate gay men around you, was incredibly novel. He got a developer to help develop the app, and his friend came up with the branding and design. The name, Grinder, Simkai says, comes from a coffee grinder. We're mixing people up together. It's a bit of a social stew, he told Extra. When Grindr first launched, you could download a free version that showed you the profiles of 100 men who were near you, or you could pay $2.99 a month for 200 profiles and an ad-free experience. Profiles included photos and bios, and they were listed in order of proximity. You could chat with a nearby user and make a plan to meet up. The app got positive reviews on queer blogs and slowly started gaining popularity. In August 2009, less than six months after Grindr launched, the app had 200,000 users total. That number grew to 500,000 by the app's one-year anniversary. Modern Grindr users sometimes use it to set up dates, but it was, and still is, a casual hookup app. That earned it a Vanity Fair headline called Grindr, the world's biggest, scariest gay bar which detailed how quickly you could chat with people and access Grindr's instant gratification, virtual or otherwise. But much of what Grindr did was remove the stigma of the casual hookup. Historically, gay men cruised bars and other hangout spots looking for other gay men, which could often create awkwardness, confusion over whether or not you were chatting with someone who wasn't straight, and even danger. Grindr removed the awkwardness. If you were on the app, you were there to hook up. 
In 2012, Grindr had 4 million registered users across the globe, including in countries where homosexuality was not accepted, giving gay men access to each other that would other ways be very difficult or even impossible to obtain. That same year, a newly formed dating app called Matchbox changed its name to Tinder and started rolling out at college campuses across the country. In 2013, Tinder was opened to mass use, and the way we date was changed forever. Like Grindr, Tinder is a geosocial dating app in that it finds you other app users within a certain radius. Unlike Grindr, Tinder was intended for dating across the sexual preference spectrum and less invested in setting up casual hookups, though you could definitely do that too. Tinder was a huge hit and spawned even more dating apps like Hinge and Bumble. Dating sites like Match.com and OkCupid even ended up copying Tinder's model, making geosocial apps for their own platforms. Meanwhile, Grindr was having some problems. Users complained about hate speech and racism on profiles. In 2014, it was discovered that you could use Grindr's location data to find someone's exact location, which allegedly prompted officials in Egypt to arrest gay men. A study in 2018 found that Grindr was potentially selling sensitive data, including possible users' HIV statuses to third parties. And in January of 2020, the Norwegian Consumer Council alleged that Grindr's data selling violated the European Union's general data privacy regulation. Grindr had to pay an $11.7 million fine. Despite Grindr's problems, 12 years later, the app is still popular and has millions of users across the globe. It knocked down barriers for gay and queer people, and it opened the doors for app-based dating across the sexual preference spectrum, for better or for worse. Grindr made the world change. And happy anniversary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now let's talk about music. This is a big one. Today, in 1942, Aretha Franklin was born in Memphis, Tennessee. She grew up to be a singer, songwriter, actress, and a civil rights activist, and is well known as the queen of soul. Her hits include Respect, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, and I Say a Little Prayer. And in 2010, Rolling Stone magazine ranked her the first on their list of the 100 greatest singers of all time. She won 18 Grammy Awards in the course of her career, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and was awarded a Presidential Medal of Freedom. More importantly, she was and is an enduring icon. Sadly, Franklin died in 2018 at the age of 76 due to a pancreatic tumor. But her legacy lives on. And now for our final segment of today's show, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a March 25th in my life. On March 25th, 2019, I came up with the chaotic good design that is now associated with MXM Tune. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a long sleeve on my merch store, uh, merch.mxmtune.com, by the way. I don't know if it's in stock or not anymore, but it was a long sleeve that had the words chaotic good written on it. And if you don't know what chaotic good is, it's a Dungeons and Dragons alignment. And what that means is it's like your kind of your moral compass, essentially. And people a lot of times figure out what their Dungeons and Dragons characters' moral alignments are and describe it with lawful, neutral, chaotic, 
good, neutral, or bad. And although I've taken the alignment test many times to assess my own moral compass, I definitely land on the good side, but I think that I'm, I would probably be more considered a chaotic good individual or a lawful good individual. But chaotic good just sounds better, I think, or at least more fun. So what I did is I made a sketch on my iPad of chaotic good. I made it in rainbow. I wanted it to look like a five-year-old wrote it. So it looked kind of wholesome and cute. And I made myself a sweatshirt for it that arrived. And originally it was only a one-off sweatshirt that I created for myself because I just wanted to have my Dungeons and Dragons alignment on a piece of apparel to wear, posted it, and people really liked it. So I actually ended up making merch for it and selling it. And now people really like it and are wearing it across the world. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. You can go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three.